In Atlanta, one voice has stood out for over four decades. An AJC original, The Monica Pearson Show. Let's talk about how you got to ESPN. Revealing interviews. You are known as America's doctor, but I want to know who you were before that. When you have a different name, you have different color skin, it can be tough. With Atlanta's most famous faces as you've never seen them before. I'm telling my story. This is the American dream. The Monica Pearson Show, streaming now on AJC.com. Donald Trump has been indicted in Atlanta. We have so many court dockets to follow, but we haven't really seen anything yet. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution has covered every moment of this historic case. I've been writing about this investigation for two and a half years. Our team is led by reporters Bill Rankin and Tamar Hallerman. Follow our coverage on AJC.com and listen to new in-depth episodes of the award-winning podcast, Breakdown, The Trump Indictment, only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. My name is Rosalind Bentley, and I am a feature writer at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And during this pandemic, I've been covering a host of things, but one in particular is grocery stores and farmers markets. This question of how are we going to eat during this pandemic? One of the things that I think we all experienced at the start of this was just a rush on grocery stores, people were panicked. They were hoarding, they were overbuying in some cases, but all of that spoke to a very essential fear, which was, how am I gonna feed myself? How am I gonna feed my family? And I believe that what this pandemic has pointed up are issues within our food chain system and the delivery system of how we get food. One thing that we have seen in grocery stores is this idea of trying to keep not just the customers safe, but also the workers safe. So what you will see is, um, and I can say I have experienced this myself at a couple of grocery stores, a worker out near the front with gloves on, spraying down the um, handles of either grocery baskets or grocery carts. Um, Some stores like I believe Publix, maybe some Kroger's and others are starting to install these plastic barriers in front of the cashiers so that when a cashier checks out the food, they don't have to get within six feet of a customer and vice versa. Another thing that we have really seen uh, with farmers markets is this rush on them by folks who are used to going there for a break or, you know, just to have fun on a Saturday, that kind of thing. Well, that has really changed now. A lot of farmers who used to have restaurants as a main buyer for their produce That has dried up as restaurants have closed. So a lot of farmers have turned to trying to sell their produce at local farmers markets. I know that we covered um, both what it was like to shop at the Freedom Farmers Market at the Carter Center and the Grant Park Farmers Market. Uh, All of them have adapted in some ways to speak to uh, this fear of contracting the virus. So 
they have hand washing stations and soap. They're only letting in a certain number of shoppers at a time uh, as a way to try to make sure that people keep a very safe distance, at least six feet. They've spread out vendors. But on the flip side of that, um, what we've seen is um, some of these farmers markets aren't able now to even open. And that has a lot to do with where they are set up, what kind of agreement they may have had with a property owner that let them operate their farmer's market. So some farmer's markets, quite frankly, are turning to delivery. Uh, You can either come to the farmer's market, pick up a pre-ordered box of maybe greens or eggs or whatever it is that you want, and it will already be packaged and you can pick it up and maintain um, an appropriate distance. They're trying to make it as contactless as possible. Then there are some farmers who have gone to almost a direct delivery system right to the front doorstep of a customer. Again, trying to make it as contactless as possible. Even those measures, though, don't guarantee survival. Several of the farmers that I spoke with at um, the both the Grant Park as well as Freedom uh, Farmers Market said that they um, were just selling out of everything that they had. And I think that has a lot to do with people's fears. But even that can't quite keep them afloat. And their fear is that as people continue to be laid off or furloughed or some other calamity um, befalls them, will they still be going to a farmer's market to buy food? Um, Because sometimes farmer's markets can be seen by some as a luxury. The quality of the food is better in most cases, then perhaps you might find an average grocery store in that most of the food sold at a market is going to be pulled that morning or, you know, the evening before to get it ready for market. So it's full of nutrients and it's fresh and all of those things, which is why you pay a bit more at that market. But the concern is, um, will people still want to do that when things are so uncertain will they want to go that extra um that extra mile so all of this um we have yet to see how this shakes out but uh we will definitely continue to cover this and um as one farmer said to me she was really concerned she's the owner of uh, rags and frass uh farms uh just outside of Macon and she said that she was concerned that the one thing for which farmers could be a solution and for which farmers markets could be a solution. She didn't really want to believe that that thing, this virus would be the thing to stop them and take them out. And as for food banks in Georgia, well, the governor had to deploy the Georgia national guard to about six food banks across the state because the demand has become so high that um, they're having difficulty meeting the needs of all of the folks who are either furloughed, again, unemployed. Um, I think I saw a report where um, 
200 people were expected at a food bank in Macon. More than 400 showed up and there just wasn't enough food to give everyone. So that's another reason the National Guard has been deployed is to help make sure that things run smoothly. They're trying to make things as contactless and as touchless as possible. And one fallout from this is that seniors and corporate volunteers are usually the people who come in and help out at these food banks. But with stay-at-home orders and with seniors being particularly vulnerable uh, to contracting the virus, there aren't enough volunteers at the food banks. So that's another reason 183 National Guard members were sent to the food banks, and we'll see if more have to be sent in the coming weeks. Hip-hop is a product of black people. It's a product of black song and celebration. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution presents Hip-hop's most pulled elements are pulled from the South. A Southern hip-hop story. We always go back to that moment of the Source Awards. Everybody wants your rhythm, but they don't want your blues. The biggest names in hip-hop. Atlanta is still the mecca for hip-hop. 50 years. No one can deny. One film. The power of the South now. The South got something to say. Streaming now at AJC.com slash hip-hop. Our journalists at the Atlanta Journal-Constitution are working around the clock to keep you updated on all the developments surrounding the Trump indictment. Now the AJC is putting all of our coverage in one place with our new Trump 19 newsletter. Every Wednesday, you'll have our latest coverage and analysis on this historic case in your inbox. So sign up for free today at AJC.com slash indictment newsletter. That's all one word. AJC.com slash indictment newsletter.